Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 629, and today we are going to be talking all about what we would do if we were going to give ourselves advice going back from when we started, or at least we're going to reflect on what we just heard from some business owners that we asked this question to, and those business owners are pretty darn successful, and uh, we just wrapped up our inner circle meeting here in North Carolina in a beautiful lake house, and uh, it was amazing, and I am, uh, I'm here accompanied by my team, and I've got Angel, I've got... Hello. I've got Joel. Yes. <laughs> and we've got Mr. Chris Schaefer. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and we have not been drinking, so this is going to be us real. Just tired. Yeah. <laughs> tired. Delirious, but not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, no, so I, I wanted to, uh, well, we had talked about maybe doing this the following day. And I said, you know what? Let's just maybe jump in as soon as everyone leaves and then while it's fresh. And we did just ask this question probably about an hour and a half ago after we had got done, uh, you know, breaking some bread and having some dinner and enjoying some conversation. And I said, you know what, let's just ask the question. You know, everyone here has been at it for probably close to three or four years, uh, maybe even a little bit more um, and successful in, you know, so many different levels. Uh, building serious businesses, but are looking to build it, you know, even bigger and but also, uh, you know, maybe even just trying to figure out where they should go next with the business. One one gentleman wants to sell for five million dollars and we built a roadmap to get there and and someone else wants to give more to, to their charity for, uh, you know, um, you know, or up, up to fifty thousand dollars, maybe uh, more. And she would she give like twelve or thirteen thousand this past year? So, yeah. So it's pretty cool. But anyway, I'm excited, tired but excited, and we're sitting here in a in a, in a beautiful home. And uh, I just wanted to kind of go around the table here and uh, kind of share what our takeaways are from what we heard. So, Joel, I'm going to start with you. General, generally, you're you're pretty good at getting things started, <laughs> adding a little humor, but also making some good points. So why don't you kick things off, my friend? Excellent. I will try to do both, the humor <laughs> and the good points. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Okay, let me just stretch a little. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah, it, it was really incredible to hear what everyone said during that event because it was like one of those questions we were just like, we were just trying to get people to kind of recap on their knowledge, and maybe that would be a cool thing to offer on a show like this. Yeah. And I was really blown away with the level of what they took. And it's, you know, we didn't hear things like, oh, I would have told myself to be more serious about the money or the goals. Yeah. Or it, it was more of like, I would have been more clear that I can do it, that, it, that it's possible, that I could make it happen, that it should be difficult. That's part of the journey, and yeah. we should embrace that, not hide from it. Um, but it's just, it, it was really amazing because I, I felt like I was suddenly surrounded by like motivational speakers that have been yeah. like at it for, <laughs> for 15 years, but no, they were just, these are the things they had to come to on their own to get the level of success they're at now. Yeah. And that it's so that's really a firm thing. I believe is like all my success came when I changed my beliefs, not when good things happened to me in my business. Right. It's when I decided I could do it and I started doing the work to do it. And then opportunities opened themselves up. And that was what I heard in that room was I changed me. Everything changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angel, I want to hear it like you. You know, Angel thinks a lot, and she's very smart. 
and and I just dropped the actual mic, so hopefully that's uh, that's still going to be cool. It looks like it's okay. We're still running here live. Uh, it's a success. So we're gonna just set that baby right there. Uh, so uh, Angel is uh, is brilliant, and uh, but but does listen a lot. And so I want to just hear your take. You sat there and you you know took that all in. What's a few things that you could give to the listener? from what we just heard because i think it's helpful to hear where people came from what their struggles were and what they would have told themselves if they could say hey you know here's a little advice before you get started here this is you know the advice i would give you what would you take away from that like i said Experience. angel <laughs> angel is thinking <laughs> that, uh, experience has taught them that taking risks is great yeah um and has led them along the right path um, to to where they would like to where they are now. Mm. Um, I don't know if that may came out correctly, yeah. but um, and to think bigger. They, ah, they were thinking one, yeah. small when they started, and they wish they had thought bigger at the time because it can be so much bigger, and they know that it can even be even be even bigger now. Yeah, <laughs> right. And um, and yeah, a lot of them are really fired up and really excited about their own life, their personal life, their family life, and that gets reflected in, in how they do their business. And it, it's, it was really awesome to see yeah. how excited they were. I want to call out the one that comes to mind now that you brought that up because that kind of re-triggered, like, Stefan. You know, he's, the guy's amazing, yeah. doing some incredible things, incredible numbers. And here's a guy that's built a multi-seven-figure, possibly eight figures, right? In yeah. Country. Yeah. Yeah. All, <laughs> all over the globe. And, and so the big thing that I thought was really interesting with him was he was like, I was doing an experiment and I just wanted to try this thing. And I didn't really, I actually kind of looked down on people selling products and, and I didn't want to be a trading company and like all of this stuff. And he's like, but I was just interesting. I was like, interested in the process and so I decided to just kind of put something together and I kind of knew a, a little bit of a supplier that I could kind of get some things and I kind of put it in a box and I labeled it with some stickers and I I sent in some items. my wife comes down and she says what the hell are you doing <laughs> and I'm just going to try this thing I'm going to experiment with it and he did and that's what changed it for him because it it made him say like wow this is interesting what if I actually took this serious and now he's built two companies major companies like incredible um so i thought i wasn't expecting that from him like no, it was really cool he said yeah you know, the whole thing that was driving me was to be curious yes he wanted to know how the mechanics of it all worked yes he, like everybody else goes i'm gonna make a million dollars i'm gonna get my lambo <laughs> yeah yeah and he was like i i know there's something here how does it work yeah how does it work yeah. And then he, after he realized it worked, he's like, oh, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, what, what, did you, what did you take away? I mean, is there anything that just pops into your head from just the conversations and, and that we heard just now? Yeah, I think, I think the, the Stefan example is a really good one, right? And it's, it's always be curious, always be challenging, but the, the, or always be challenging yourself is really what that comes down to, right? Like he had preconceived notions about what, selling physical products was and, and the types of people that did it and the, the types of income realistically that it could bring in. And now those have all been shattered, right? Because he had a little bit of experience with it. And going back to what, what Angel said, one of the things that was kind of a running theme through it was one, not thinking big enough. But to me, that's not necessarily the like 
the true lesson that we need to take away from it. It's we need to ask ourselves different questions, right? We need to be curious, but the, the trap that a lot of people fall into, and it's a question, Scott, that you and I get twice a week, if not twice a day, is what happens if it doesn't work, right? I did all of these things. I, you know, I, I looked at 10 by 10 by one. I can do that. That's not a problem. This product should work, but what if it fails? And we immediately, as human beings, go to, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to, you know, which in reality is not going to happen, but we always go to the negative. And the much better way to think about it and the way that all of these guys and gals are thinking about it and the way that we all should be thinking about it is what happens if completely by accident this explodes in the good direction, right? What happens if I put 500 units in and they sell out tomorrow? We're not asking ourselves that question. And that's the question. And it's it's something we talked about yesterday, I believe. Um, You know, okay, I want to make a million dollars this year. That's my goal or whatever it is, right? The business that you will build to get that is completely different from the business that you need to build to take that from $1 million to $5 million or to $10 million. And if we approach everything that we do from the mindset of, holy crap, this thing would make me $10 million if I did these things, even if we don't get to $10 million, we might get to six or seven, right? But we can never achieve that level of success without that level of thinking. Does that make sense? Yes. So, and it's, it it comes back to something, Joel, that you, you kind of repeat all the time, which is ask a different question, get a different answer, right? Frame the question differently. And a lot of us, even the four of us constantly go to, well, this thing's going to (laughs) fail. What, you know, how do I stop this thing from failing? Right. Instead of what can I do to ensure that this thing is not just successful, but wildly successful. And yes, we're not going to have a team of 100 people behind us to take this to a $10 million business overnight. But what are the things I need to be doing? What are the core pillars right, that I need to put in place in this business to make sure that as I grow, I can continue to grow and I can con- continue to be successful and scale this thing as far as it has the legs to go rather than putting the limiting belief on ourselves that I can only get to a million dollars or the real limiting belief that we all put on ourselves, this is going to fail. <laughs> which is all how we approach everything from the start. Yeah, I always think that's really interesting. You said, okay, so we see like it's going to go, ba- it could go bad, and then immediately I lose my house. And I, I always find when I get into those conversations, I go, okay, well, take me through that. Let, let, no, that no, re- exactly. Really tell me, <laughs> you, you're going to send $6,000 to get some product to come in, and then you're going to try to sell that on Amazon. And if that doesn't sell, you immediately sell, have to sell your house, or you lose it. That doesn't make sense. Let's let's really talk about what's going to happen. And so people like say that failure thing. Failure is just like all the bad things ever without actually answering for what it really is and or that you don't really know how it's going to happen. So I, I actually do run the scenario every once in a while when I find myself in that place. What is really the worst that's going to happen? You know, I have whatever skills I have. I have whatever talents. You know, Scott brings it up all the time. Well, if this all goes to hell, I can go get a job if I have to because I'm going to be there to take care of my family. Now, in Scott's standards, that's no longer an option, but <laughs> he would do what it took to take care of his family, period. So and we all have those standards. We all have that level of life that we are determined to have no matter what. We aren't going to lose everything. We aren't going to look like failures or whatever the things that we think, unless we tell ourselves that we are. We're really just going to learn something. We're going to get a bit of a hiccup in our business, and then we're going to have to go ask better questions, which, why did that happen? How can I do it better? How can I get there fast? <laughs> what other way might I take? 
and then you can get to a new place. But so really, I guess what I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm saying is like when you say it's going to go bad or I'm going to fail, answer for what it really is. Look at it in its face and you'll see it wasn't that bad. It's not that big of a thing. We just stop and go, well, if this happens and I fail, bad. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Is it really failing is the question. No, and it's not. If you learn anything, you win. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, Yep, that was in the corner of a of the of the ring there. Yeah, I had to speed that mic to her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, I just want to say like the thread that I heard was, and from really smart people and people that you would look at and go, that person's super smart. They're going to be confident, right? And I look at that and I'm like, you're hearing, I didn't believe in myself because my family didn't really raise me to believe that business owners were successful people. They were just people that didn't want to get a job or people that were just, you know, self-employed were never really secure. Or they're taking it from everybody else. Or they're taking it from everybody else. That, that was a good one to recall that because that's exactly what he said. And, and it is. It's kind of how we're programmed. It's the stories we tell ourselves. And, and that was kind of hurting him in, in a sense. Um, I want to bring one other thing up, too, just random, just because it's coming to the top of my head. But, um, you know, Rachel in our group, uh, she had said on her way out tonight, she said, there was one thing that you said to me that really impacted me and that I'm not going to really forget. And that's going to change, like, just the way I think, was that the reason why she's not at the number she wants to be at is because she didn't think that she should be. That she didn't think that she should be at that number because to her, a large number, you know, her cause is her is her mission. And to be able to go out there and make more money allows her to contribute to that mission and to that charity. But in her mind, money making money was bad in a sense. Because that's kind of like taking from people. It made you a bad person. Yes, it makes you a bad person. But once you reframe that and say, well, wait a minute here. If you're selling a great product and you believe in that product, then that's actually a good thing that you're doing. And the more people that get it are going to be happy. But then also you're helping people because every single thing that you sell is going to help to your charity. And she was like, that made a huge difference for me in my thought process. And that... that the reason why you didn't get to that number is because you didn't allow yourself to get to that number because you just kind of throttled it back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> it definitely makes sense, Scott. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it makes complete sense. And that's the, the whole money myth thing is something that we've all grown up with, right, in one way or another. I mean, I came from a family that was not entrepreneurial. The very first thing that... and would probably still say it if she was listening to this, that my mother said to me when she found out that I quit my job years ago was, but what about health insurance? <laughs> right? What about stability? Well, it turns out that, you know, your nine to five job, not that stable either. You could lose that at any minute. Right. And we had a couple conversations about, you know, layoffs and all of those things this week, just in, in the context of large companies and everything that's going on and, you know, world news and that kind of stuff right now. And it's funny because we all have this perception that, um, or at, at least society, quote unquote, has this perception that one, self-employed people are not 
stable, not not like mentally unstable, but not <laughs> stable financially. Like like somehow that this business that you have one hundred percent control over is less stable than a job that you have zero percent control over because you're writing the check with the actual effort that you put in versus someone else just handing you free money, right? And that's Scott. You and I have talked about this in the past. Like if you want guaranteed money with zero stability, go get a job. If you want 100% stability with no guarantee of money, <laughs> become an entrepreneur, right? But if you do things the right way, the money will follow, right? If you do things and you have a product, and I think that's key, you have a product that you believe in and you're truly putting something out into the market that one has an actual audience of people that want to buy it and two serves a purpose and helps people do something with their lives even if it's simple as filter their water right as long as you truly believe in that product and you're helping people do anything a little bit better or a little bit easier the money will follow that and the other part that you touched on that i think is really important is like the other half of that myth is that all business is evil right Every time somebody makes money, someone loses something, right? Businesses take money from people. When's the last time you walked into somewhere and they were like, we're not letting you leave until you buy something, right? We're going to keep your kids here until you buy something. That has never happened. Well, the one time. But <coughs> right, just, just once. <laughs> I got out of that but, with my kids. <laughs> but, but in reality, every time somebody buys something, two people win. You win as the buyer because you get something you valued enough to pay for and the company wins because you thought they were valuable enough to pay, right? And it's really hard, especially growing up in a family that's not entrepreneurial, like, like one of the guys in the group, and hearing that over and over again because that's just the mindset that you have. And so you're like, even in Rachel's case, right? Money, money is evil. Money is not evil. Money is not good. Money is simply a multiplier of exactly who you are as a person. If you're a terrible person, more money generally does not make you a good person. It makes you more terrible of a person, or at least a terrible person with more resources. More resources. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can carry out the terrible acts you've been planning because <laughs> you have the resources. If you're a good person, you're then a good person with resources who can multiply the good things that you have been doing. Right? regardless of what those things are, regardless of the causes that you support, regardless of what anybody else thinks of that, the only thing that money brings to that equation is a multiplication effect. That's all it is, right? And when we start to realize, one, that we need to, to think a little bit more clearly, we need to rationalize some of the negative things that we all think, that we all feel, that we all still go through every single time we launch a product. It's clearly going to fail, even though we have an email list that has never let us down. We have all of this sales history. We have all of these buyers. We have all of the numbers. We've done it. It's still absolutely going to explode as soon as it lands in the Amazon warehouses and we're never going to sell any of it. What's our plan to get rid of it when it fails? Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to how long does it take us to get more of this product? Because it's going to sell out on day one, right? That's a much higher quality problem to have. And when we can start to answer for those things, we can start to answer for some of the other things. But when we get the money and we see the effect that it can have on other people, that's when that stuff starts to become real. And that, I think, for Rachel especially, being able to see the effect that that can have versus just the money that's coming in on the front end of the business, seeing the multiplication effect that she can have by selling more stuff to people who find her and her company and her mission valuable enough to hand over the money, that clicks. And that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Just yes, Chris, that makes sense. 
that 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 right there was a delay because we're sharing mics. So I go, yes, that makes sense. And I brought the mic over. Scott's using a sexy voice, so we're heading into the good stuff now. <laughs> I didn't tell you guys that um, Joel is our comedian on staff, yeah. and uh, and he's also our Delirious. psychologist. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is he's he's messed up in the head. Yes, yes, very much, very much so. That's how I understand the inner workings of your mind is mine's kind of screwy and I can see yours too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> makes sense. It makes, yeah, it's solid. Makes sense? <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yes, God, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, you can tell we're a little delirious after this weekend or this week. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long week, but a fun week. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of bring up that was interesting was hearing... I believe it was Stefan once again who said going after market share, not products. Yes. I think that's something that's that we should talk about. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because as he was saying it, you know, I kind of got the the picture of what was going on is like everybody starts in and goes, I hope I can sell something. I hope I can make a little bit of money. Right. And he's like, what if I'm a dominant force in this market and I can actually start taking share yes. from companies who have been in it forever? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really interesting. And yeah, if we had started that way, right. you'd be answering different questions. And it almost like just by asking that level of question, you are already kind of skipping over all the little fears. It, you're not asking, oh, can I launch a product or can I figure this out or what if it doesn't work? Because you're already asking, how do I take serious market share here? Yeah. How do I come in at my level, you know, and start to make waves? How to really kick things up? Mm. And that's a much better question to answer. And it's interesting when, and that's one of the powerful things of thinking really big. It makes all the little like petty stuff that's way at the beginning of that seem insignificant. Yeah. And that's what I heard when I heard him say that. I was like, that is really cool. He's like, how do I get how do I get market share? Not I hope I can sell something. Yeah. Did you want to say something, Chris? You got your hand oh. ready. He's like, pass it off, man. I would just I would just jump in on that mic. I mean, it's not a I'm not shy. <laughs> get on my lap. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> it's not gonna be the last time. Um <laughs> We'll Look, just take that out in the edit. So, and th this is something, <laughs> this is something that that's kind of funny, and it's it's another theme. But remind me about market share. You know, it's funny because we were talking about some of the things that we're grateful for, right? And I noticed it um, in some of the other pairs, right? Some of the other business partners that were here. Um, people ask us all the time, and I said this tonight. People ask us all the time, like, "Oh, should I get a business partner? Right? Should I find somebody that balances out my weaknesses?" And my answer is usually. Hell no, right? Unless you can find the right person. Don't just jump into it. It's like a marriage. You don't really want to get married on your first date unless you're on that TLC show. Um, but, I'm you know, it, work it's, out. It, yeah, I'm sure they all do. It's just one of those things that, like, you have to find the right people. And at least to me, it feels like uh, with the four of us and, you know, some of the other people here that, like Jimmy, it feels much more like a family than a business, right? And we screw around with each other, we joke, we laugh, and then we have 10 minutes of serious conversation where all of the work gets done, mm -hmm. right? And if you don't have that kind of a relationship, and I'm not saying that's the only kind of business partnership that can function, but like if you want to have somebody in your business, make sure it's somebody you actually want to spend time with, not talking business stuff, because we would murder each other. If <laughs> In like a week and a half, if, if it took that long, the four of us would just not exist if 
we didn't have that type of relationship to begin with. Um, yeah. Market share? So market share. Um, and this leads into market share through the inverse property of... Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually tangential geometry, but whatever. I knew it. Um, no, I just... <laughs> I, that was something else that I thought was important to, to point out. But market share is, is really important. It's funny because like for the first time in world history, I'm the one that's being serious. Um, <laughs> and everybody else is laughing. Um, market share, I think that thinking about it from that perspective, one, that's that's already that 10x thinking that we were just talking about, right? Instead of, I think I can make a million dollars, it's, I know I can make $10 million, how did I get there, right? But it's also the exact opposite of the, I'm going to launch a product approach. Scott, you and I have been talking for a long time about you need to pick markets, not products, right? But I think that that statement really encapsulated that because when you're thinking about taking market share, just think about taking 1% of you know, the fishing market. Well, it doesn't matter if your lore fails because 1% of the fishing market means your tackle box is going to be successful. It means your fishing pole is going to be successful. It means all of these other things. We still have hundreds of opportunities rather than trying to take product share where each and every time something doesn't go right, you are 100% incorrect. You're not one degree off. You're completely wrong. And that's the only thing that you can see. And that kind of ties back into the looking at failure versus looking at success, right? When you have one shot, you know, you're the, the guy standing at half court for the $5 million halftime shot, right? You've got one shot to make $5 million and you miss, it sucks. They give you 20 basketballs, you might make one, right? And that's all you need. And when you have one product and that's the thing that you're depending on, that's the thing that you're betting on versus having 20 opportunities, you can really run into an issue, right? Focusing on taking 10 sales out of one product in the market is not where you need to look. You need to look at taking 10% of everything that you could possibly sell in that market. It makes product selection infinitely easier. It makes customer list building infinitely easier. It makes doing real business stuff the stuff we talk about in pace, the stuff we've talked about on this podcast, the things you need to do to build a real business cannot happen if you're focused on taking product share. Econ business formula? Might want to mention that. I'll, I'll let you mention that. <laughs> it only happens. Those things only happen. If only there was a way I could do this myself, Scott. Those things only happen when you focus on taking market share because that's the only way you can see enough of the opportunities that are out there to actually do those things. That was actually pretty solid. And the, what I, you know, the one example you used, which I'm probably going to use again, was the, the half-court shot because, that, I mean, you can totally visualize that, right? It's like we have one basketball, half-court, and one, you know, basket, you know, rim that we can shoot it through one shot we could make it but there's a chance we might not it's probably a better chance we're not but out of 20 shots there's a better chance that we can and that's that makes so much sense when we're looking at like a business and a market and how many shots that we actually get and to me you have unlimited shots and when you go after a market you just have to know that that market is allowing you to have these chances and here's the thing I just laughed because Joel still is being funny over here. Um, we're being serious, that's man. Just, that's just his face. The comedy dude. thing is off right now. 
but uh, on a serious note, uh, I mean, this is exactly what we talk about. And I'm just so glad that Stefan brought it like full circle for us because like everything we talk about in Ecom Business Formula is really this process, like how to find the market that allows us to sell products through validation of are there ways that we can go out there and get attention and build assets that can bring people back to our brand so we can eventually sell products. And if we can do that and we can scale out that product line, we have more chances to make the basket at half court. Well, I I wanted to clarify that basketball analogy a little bit more for you, Scott, just in case you want to use it in the future. When When you're looking at market share versus product share, it's not just 20 shots from half court. It's a couple shots from half court, a couple shots from the three-point line, a couple shots from the free-throw line, a couple layups, and a couple shots from the corner, right? We're getting five from each of those places. And if we make any of them, you get $5 million after halftime, right? That's the thing. Some of the products are going to be bigger gambles for us, right? That's going to be your half-court shot. Some of the products are going to be easy layups. They alone might not get us to our goal, right? We might miss a layup. That's fine. But we have opportunities that are of various scale, of various size, and of various difficulty. When you're looking at a single product, the only opportunity you have to make the $5 million shot is from half court. It's the biggest struggle you're going to have, and there's no way around it. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. Joel, do you want to throw a little joke in there? I, I'm loving the metaphor. I just like... <laughs> Like, what is the basketball? <laughs> yeah, and it's like we play sports here. Okay, good. Um, that was really—it's really cool. Like when you bring things full circle like that, and I mean, yeah, you're taking it from that product to that market. That's the same expansion. You're just—you're changing your level of thinking, and the problems seem different. And so, yeah, there's less of that. Those earlier problems seem less fearful. They seem less like, oh, this is everything, and I'm going to totally screw up. Because you're like, I have all these opportunities. I have these other assets. I built something. And I have experiences in, you know, I can run contests and I can build email lists and I can put a listing together and I can run ads. And even if the product flops, those experiences, those skills don't go away. And those are what's inching you towards it. And so, you know, and that's uh, Chris is saying is like, yeah, it's a, they think it's 100%. Like, oh, okay, I, I did all these things, but now I have nothing. No, you have all those things. You just have to get better at them. Mm. And if you keep getting better, eventually you're one of the best at them. And you can launch products over and over again, and you can launch markets over and over again, and you can start to have so much clarity or like ability to carry out what you want that you can start asking what you really want. Mm. And I think that's when the business gets exciting, and that's what I heard at that table is they started realizing as they got more successful, there was another question. What did I really want with this? What was I really trying to do? And if it wasn't just fear of if I was going to have enough or if, uh, you know, I didn't want to be in a job my whole life, what else is, what else is it about? Mm. And people got really clear on like growing and becoming better and being there for your family. And, and it was just, it is really cool to, to hear that, you know, the right people that they can get the success and it actually wakes them up to do better for the world, to do Mm. better for their lives, to give more to their family and, you know, we, we live in a very cynical world and we think that's not what people want when they get money. That we think it's this other thing. And yeah, you're right. At the very least, and I don't know, I mean, I know there's, sure, there's people out there that as they get wealthier and have more opportunities and resources, they go, oh, now I can screw over more people. 
but it was nice to see this entire this entire group that was here um, was very it was a lot of hope for the world for like that things can get better that mm. we can go after more in our lives and even if it's just our little corner of the planet it's going to get better yeah i love it i love it uh you know i again i want to wrap it up i want to ask angel here in in a minute so get get ready i am going to ask you a question you are going to have some time to process but she's been processing everything we've been saying and usually she has like about 18 pages of notes <laughs> of what we actually say in a meeting so um i i do want to get your your thoughts before we wrap up of just like you know the overall like theme of what you feel like for people to move themselves forward with whatever they want, like getting out of their own way. Like, what did you hear from, what did you hear from us just now that makes the most sense? So this way here, someone can walk away from this episode and go, okay, I get it. I heard a lot from Joel. He makes some really silly jokes, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And Chris is very serious and loud. Just today. Just today. No, I'm loud all the time. (laughs) But seriously, I mean, just, but seriously, uh, no, seriously, Angel, you're on the mic. <laughs> uh, think bigger and uh, be optimistic for your f- future. Um, if you're finding yourself getting trapped by your fears, ask yourself, seriously, what's the worst that's actually going to happen and what would I do in that situation? And it'll calm your sh- <laughs> Sorry, you're stuck down. Uh-oh, we don't usually <laughs> swear on this episode. <laughs> Beep. We will bleep that one out, but that's a beep. (laughs) Angel family show. See, this is why she doesn't talk. (laughs) It it was in her notes. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, one of those is is when you think bigger, you start thinking in terms of the market versus the product and in terms of what is really aligned with you and what you really want out of the business and out of the, um, and for your family and for yourself. And very quickly, you find yourself getting more and more excited to put more and more into the business because it becomes more of a passion for you than just a way to make money. Yeah. Yeah, and the last thing that I'll leave with on that note, I love it how you wrap that all up, minus the curse, which we will bleep out. Um, (laughs) um, But uh, it's already been bleeped. Uh, You know, is I really honestly believe this, and I said this to everybody there. I'm like, when it came to my turn to say, like, you know, what would I tell myself? I was like, I'm not going to go back to my, you know, my 23-year-old self that decided to, you know, leave my father's company. I think I was older than that. I think I was like 25. I forget when I was, but it was, it's actually, I think it was 2002, I think it was. Um, anyway, um, I'm not going to go back that far because I could have told myself a whole bunch of other things, but I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. But even in the past three and a half, four years since the podcast, things have changed for me and they've just, you know, I've pivoted and now I'm here and then it's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm feeling like a new pivot and like, oh my gosh, I have to embrace this. So I just really wanted to convey to anyone listening, you're going to evolve. You're going to change. You're going to pivot. Listen to your, to your gut. But you're still going to have fears at new levels. And what Tony Robbins always says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I totally believe in that. And I think we all, we want 
the sense of we're building something, we're creating something, we're entrepreneurs, that's what we do. We want that excitement, but also we want the fear. And that's kind of what drives us. And I, I personally, I'm right there with everyone. Like there's new things that we're doing. This new event, Brand Accelerator Live. If you haven't gotten a ticket yet, head over to brandacceleratorlive.com. Okay, little plug there. Nice. Um, but yes, <laughs> uh, Joel was giving me the cue card. He was saying, no, plug that. No, plug that. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll get a review that'll say, Scott, you just did this podcast episode because you wanted to plug your one episode or your one time of uh, Brand Accelerated Live. That'll probably be mine. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I, I do believe that everything that we're doing right now is teaching us for our next chapter, our next thing. So everything that you're doing, whether it's a total success, whether it's a slam dunk or whether it's a 50 or a, uh, I was going to say a 50 yard line shot. No, a, wow. a half court <laughs> shot. Field yeah. Either way, same kind of idea uh, to be able to, um, you know, to be able to, you know, go out there and, and understand that there are going to be things that you're learning along the way. And it's not a failure. It's just a learning experience to set you up for the next thing. And I guarantee, I guarantee if you go through this process, if you build a business, whether it's a, you know, a $50,000 a year business or if it's a $5 million a year business, you are learning something that will take you to the next thing. And you'll know when that time is. Just don't stop. You know, just don't stop along the way. So um, that's all I got. I was going to wrap this up. Are you ready? Are we good to, we good to ready here? We are ready. We, so ready. Are we ready to say some take action? Because we're going to do this all together in the room. Yes. And... Uh, Chris is getting really super close to me right now. The lap thing is uh, happening. I'll hold the mic away so you don't have to get really close to my lips. Um, so, uh, so, I just want to make sure it picks it so, up, Scott. So, all right, guys. Show notes to this episode. If you wanted to download them or if you want to read the transcripts, they can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 629. And then Ecom Business Formula, we are going to be opening up uh, that class here very soon if you want to get more information about that. And it's really the framework of what we're doing right here with these businesses and everyone that we're teaching about this. You can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash EBF and you can get all the details over there. All right, guys, are we ready? Yes. Ready. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. On the count of three. One, two, three. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. And that's a wrap.